We're doing a 21-day fast. I'm not going to ask how many are doing it. I know a lot of you are. <laughs> My son's, uh, bless his heart, he's fasting sweets. <laughs> and uh, after the first night, he's like, Dad, can I start tomorrow? I was like, yeah, why, buddy? Because I just remember we have ice cream sandwiches in the freezer. <laughs> I said, no, the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. I said, sure. <laughs> um, but I made a handout with all 21 days, what we're praying for. Um, what is today? Is the, the, I think today's the, the seventh day. Right? Seventh day. Amen, right? All right, so a Sunday morning venue for our building. I think that's appropriate. Father, we bless this house that it would have a place to grow roots, God, a place to pray, a place to have our men's ministry, our trail life ministry, our women's ministry, a place to have worship, to have these creative collectives they're doing right now, like Thursday was wild. Anyway, I just, just pray for Sunday mornings, for families, all that stuff. Anyway, we're going to put... Um, I'll put some up here and some on the back table. You guys all should have got the email. It's in the app too, but it's all over. Um, anyway, come and get those. It's fun. Churches are actually, I said, can we use yours? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, so we're all praying together. That's a beautiful thing. How many of you guys, real quick, how many of you guys this week, if you're new here, this isn't weird. We do this almost every week now for the last few weeks. How many of you guys this week said that Jesus, you told someone this week that Jesus loves you? You prayed for them. Some stranger, raise your hand. Come on, you guys. The numbers are increasing. Rodney, what happened? Dog park. What'd they say? <laughs> Come on. Yes, come on. Come on, so who else? Somebody over here did it? Raise your hand. Somebody over here raised their hand, didn't they? Nobody? This section needs to work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was playing. I'm just, yeah, that doesn't count. Okay, one more, one more. Raise your hand. Who, did, who, else, who else shared? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. You're getting in trouble. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, listen, the Lord, is, the Lord is doing something powerful, and he's given us two mandates for this year. One of them is, is to be a church that attracts the presence of God. Listen, we can attract people all day, and we can, but if we get the people, we don't always get God. But if we attract the Lord, we attract his presence, we always get people. So I'm just, if, if you feel like we worship a little bit too long, maybe we say holy a little bit too many times, we're, 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 in, we're, we're just, we're sitting in his presence. We, we desire his presence more than, I don't know, more than anything else, all right? And the other thing God calls us to is that there's going to be a harvest, and I felt like it'd be good to be a part of that harvest, It'd be good to take part, right? Come on. How many of you guys, how many of you guys, it's in your heart that you, you wish that everybody that you meet would know Jesus? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Is that, is that pretty much everybody of your family members, your friends? You wish they'd all Jesus, right? Cool. So when I ask you, how many of you guys, when I, when I encourage you to say something to people that Jesus loves them, I'm not doing it 
to, to give you a check mark. You're a good Christian. If you don't, you're not a good Christian. I'm just saying it because it's something you already want to do. Does that make sense? You already want to do it. The only difference is we're not doing it as much as we want to do it. Is that fair? Is that fair? So there's no shame, no condemnation. I'm not guilting anybody um, except Adam. I did say that didn't count. Um, but but I'm gonna, we're going to say this every week, okay? Why? Because I need this. Because the more I hear it from you guys, the more I, I was on the phone with Chris like a week, like a week and a half ago, and I'm going through the drive-thru, and I, I told you guys, and I, I just, because I've been telling people we're doing this, it's just starting to come to my mind way more. And so I tell the guy, I said, has anyone told you today that Jesus loves you? And he goes, no. And I said, he, he does. And like, do you know him? And he goes, no. And I said, why not? You were on the phone with me. And the kid takes a step back. He's like 19. And there's people behind me. And he's like, well, well, when I, was in, when I was younger, I was in youth camp. And I felt his presence, actually. And I, but I don't know what happened. I guess it just drifted away. It was so cool. And so I'm just right there in the, in the drive-thru. And I'm like, brother. He loves you. He's really calling to you. And I just got the ministry real quick because there's a line. But, but the more we talk about it, the more we're going to see it. And I promise you, this isn't for me. You guys raising your hands not for me, okay? You have to know that. I'm not, I'm not trying to get our church into some, like, club. Like, it's, it's all because when you tell, start telling people about Jesus and you see the look on their face... Dude, the woman at Stater Brothers, has anybody told you that Jesus loves you? And she goes, yes, this woman earlier. But when you said it, something just happened to me. I just felt the hairs on my arms go up. And I was like, amen, all right. <laughs> it fills with joy. It fills you with joy way more than I don't know what anything else I do. Amen. All right, we're going to read the, um, the offering testimony, and then we're going to get Chris up here. Go ahead, and you got, do we have it? Daniel, you're amazing. It's like the team. Brian, is that a no? Yes, no. Yes, no. No, yes? Anybody have it memorized? <laughs> we have a different one, but I <laughs> jobs and more jobs. How many guys need a job? Raise your hand. How many guys need a new car? Like yours is just horrible right now. Okay, listen. Listen. We... We have, we've changed this that we, as we give, we're believing the Lord to pour out for souls and salvations and healings on the earth. But I want to say that if you're giving, if you're sowing into the kingdom, you will reap the areas that the Lord knows you need. Does that make sense? So if you need, if you need a car, begin to just pour, pour resources, finances, your time, your energy, all that stuff into the kingdom. And he's going to give you all that you need. So if you need a car, it's still legal. You ready? All right. As we give today's offering, oh, hold on, you guys got to stand up. Stand up, sorry, I, I almost forgot. If you got kids, you don't, you don't have to stand up. <laughs> All right, can, I mean, you can't just whisper this. I'll start us over, I've done it before. Ready, go. As we give today's offering, we are believing God for lost to be saved, lives to be restored, the kingdom of God to advance, the powers of darkness to flee. Glory of God to cover the earth. Hungry to be fed, good news preached to the poor. Come on. Ah. 
Thank you, God, that I have more than enough for every good work you call. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Awesome. You can give um, all that stuff. We're going to take an offering later. Chris and his family. Honestly, you guys, Chris is on vacation right now. And so I, I, think I, just, I think just because I know he loves me, I was not afraid to ask, would you, would you take a short detour um, from Huntington? And, and Josie and Chris both agree that it would be okay. That's Josie back there. She's amazing. Yeah, shaka baba. They have two amazing kids, Lily and Isaac. Chris started this church with us. Heck, Chris introduced my wife to me. I know, he, he's, he's got a special place. We've been friends for a long time, and I'm really thankful. He's a great man of God. Um, he, is, uh, I, I, he just follows Jesus so well. Um, he is, he's definitely one of my heroes. And, and he's just someone that I think about when I think of like, oh, every time we get on the phone, I'm always encouraged. I'm always like, I'm always, you ever get those people that just make you nervous? <laughs> they just, your heart is just like leans in a little bit when you get around them because you know, like, like there's a moment here for you that if you, if you receive, if you just, if you partake, it's not about receiving, it's you partake of the meal with your friend that you just know, like you're going to know God better and you're going to know him more. And that's, when, when I get around Chris, I, my heart gets on fire for souls. It gets on fire for prayer. It gets on fire to know Jesus. And so um, it's, he, he, he's, I, I know him because he sees, if you've ever been in his meetings, here's just, I tell people, yeah, we, Chris, Chris is like zero to 160 seconds. Like we, we, we have more, we like, we have miracles in like minutes if you, if he, you know, because he's, because he's learned to cohabit, he's learned to co-labor with the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And so I, I know that's what I know him also as, but I, I think really I, what I, what I, what I love about Chris is his heart is so humble and, and tender towards the Lord. And so I love, I love getting around him, and I, I'm excited to have him get around you guys. All right, you guys, um, can you just, just honor him? Just give him a big shout. Say stand for just a second. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, we thank you for the privilege to dive into the word of God and dive into the river of the spirit. Not only every Saturday, every Sunday, but every day of the week. Lord, we thank you for your kingdom in this room right now. God, I thank you that any sicknesses that are here are being obliterated, even as the word goes forth. I think that every devil is running out of this place in Jesus' name today. I thank you that your power is here. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your kingdom. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it's easy to be with you guys because it's uh, really beautiful here, and you guys are beautiful. So it's incredible. Hi, Janet. Good to see you. Love this. This is incredible what God's doing. Um, Presence OC, 2015, 2016, March. It's incredible. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, I want to brag on your pastors for a bit. Uh, I might not, it's true, I actually might not even be walking with Christ if it wasn't for Pastor Jessica. Uh, she and a group of others would fast every single Monday, fast and pray over a list of people. And I believe every person on that list either repented or got filled. Something dramatic happened. But I was one of those people. Uh, I was a reprobate. I had given my life to Jesus when I was a little boy. My dad got saved on a job site. Somebody said to him, Mike, your problem is you need Jesus. And uh, my dad cried. 
and uh, gave his life to the Lord, started bringing me to a Baptist church in South Florida. But when I was 19 years old, uh, I remember going to college in San Diego, and I saw this blonde-haired guy in the water, and I go, wow, that's a really mean-looking guy there in the water. And it was Jessica's brother, James. And uh, he ended up inviting me to a Bible study that was evangelistic. The evangelist preached, remember that, Eric Holmberg? Him. The evangelist preached. He preached a real convicting message. He talked about uh, how demonic the music industry is and showed a bunch of crazy videos. And then uh, we we're sitting there watching that. And at the end, I was like, man, this guy's really smart. I'm going to go talk to him. So I went up to talk to him. And he looked at me, and he told me a bunch of stories. And then he go, looked at me, and he told me all the sins that were going on in my life. Now, don't worry. I'm not going to do that to everybody here tonight. It would take too long. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Laugh. Turn to your neighbor. Say, let's have fun this afternoon. And uh, the Lord, the Lord gripped me. Um, I actually shook my head at him. I said, no. He looked at me. He said, my daughter just got married and was the first time she ever kissed a man. And when he said that to me, I just started weeping. It like pierced my heart, just the purity of somebody giving themselves to God like that. Whether that's the right way to do it or not, it was just the purity of giving themselves to God like that. I wept. Uh, he laid hands on me. He said, within four weeks, I said, sorry, within five weeks, you'll be a strong part of this church. And I, uh, I went home, and on a dare from our friend Drew, he dared me to read the Bible for 30 days straight. I dare every person in this room to read the Bible for 30 days straight. Because a few weeks into reading that word, Jesus Christ walked into my apartment. And a young man named Chris Kildosh was convicted to the carpet with his life. The hypocrisy that was in him. The wickedness that he was participating in, even though he was calling himself a follower of Jesus. God said to me, Chris, you say that you give him your life, but you haven't. You care so much what other people think. You have no room for my voice in your life. I was having such a hard time hearing God. You care so much about what other people think. Well, you've got a Bible, too. You could open up if you want to hear the voice of God any single day. Anyway, I, uh, I just repented. I surrendered to Christ. Um, and I was reading through Acts chapter 2 about the disciples in the upper room, how they were gathered together in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Tongues of fire came and rest upon each one's head. And they all began to speak with other tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. Devout men from every nation, different nations, came to Jerusalem. And they said, whatever could this mean? Others mocked, said, they're full of new wine. Peter gets up. He says, these are not drunk as you suppose. Turn to your neighbor and say, not drunk as you suppose. But this is what the, was promised by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Say all flesh. And sons and daughters would prophesy. You know what's interesting about that verse is there's no mention of them prophesying. They were all speaking with other tongues. When you're speaking with other tongues, you're prophesying in the tongue of men, angels, new tongue, heavenly tongue, or an unknown tongue. Isn't that incredible? The devil hates tongues. And the devil hated me. But Jesus loved me. He laid down his life for me. I saw that Jesus died for me on that cross, that he shed his blood, not just for other people, but for Chris Kildosher. And a young man named Chris Kildosher surrendered all to Jesus. He died there at 711 San Fernando Court, apartment C, Mission Beach, San Diego, California. And he got resurrected in Christ and baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. Say fire. fire. What does fire do? It burns up what's dead. There's some stuff in this room that's going to get burned up tonight. Sickness, disease, autoimmune problems, neck problems, back problems, hip problems, bladder problems, female problems. I don't care what it is you're leaving with that tonight. If you believe that, say amen. amen. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Hey, shout hallelujah the loudest. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Just making sure you guys are awake this afternoon. <laughs> Praise the Lord.
feel free to have fun even without me. It's good to see you, Olivia. I, I turned to Jessica and I was like, I was like, that's Olivia. I know her from the Sunshine Club. It's, it's Olivia. And what's your name, bro? Gabe. Gabe, nice to meet you. You guys together or no? Praise the Lord. Hey, congratulations. Well, not there, back there. Hey, praise the Lord. That's all. You know what's amazing? You start following the river of God around the world, you'll bump into people that you know from other countries. There are people in this room God is going to send you out of this house like a fox with your tail lit on fire through the field of the enemy, lighting whole fields of fire. If you believe that, say amen. amen. All right, go with me to Acts chapter 19. I'll, I'm going to jump into the text in a second, but I want you to get there. Um, yeah, I met Jesse in a prayer meeting, so I think it's fitting that you guys are just getting into this, like, season of prayer and, like, prayer and fasting. You know, it's things that God does with you, and they're like memorial stones, and then God brings you back there, like the Israelites. Like, tell your children about this. We'd be in meetings just praying in the Holy Ghost. I remember I showed up to a prayer meeting. I'm probably, like, 20 years old in college, maybe 21. Show up. I'm thinking there's going to be a bunch of people there, and it's just you and your buddy. And we show up there, and you guys are just strumming, playing guitar. And we just got so wrecked praying in the Holy Ghost. I've been noticing. What's that, brother? I was worried about you. You were worried about me because you guys were so wrecked. But we became brothers. We became friends through that. And then when the Lord spoke to my wife and I to move back to Orange County or move to Orange County for the first time, we'd been through here uh, back in 2015, you came and you're like, we're going to plant a church. Do you want to do it together? And I, I prayed and I was like, yeah, this is the Lord. And serving you and serving what was in your heart, I learned so much. Like you're a man of faith. You're a man of perseverance. You're a man of love. You love people so so well. And if you guys believe that, say amen. amen. And if you think you can do this better than him, then you probably need to find another church or you need to repent and get delivered of that Jezebel devil. Amen. You know, if, if, if you can't submit and be under authority, then you have no business doing anything. Um, I'll get to the text in just a second. I was just in Portland, Oregon, which if you haven't noticed, like Portland's kind of out there, a little different, you know. I just, I just, I've been there twice in the past three months. And uh, great coffee and great, great food, but the people are pretty wild up there, you know. It's pretty wild up there. I, I won't go into all that. Uh, you know, they, they defunded the police, so they have to pay people to carry guns to guard you when you go to, like, a food truck. You know, like an outdoor food truck. They got guys with guns there because they don't have any police. It's, like, crazy. It's weird. Anyway, we were there. One of the services I was in, I was preaching. There's a church up there planted in 2020. They've grown to over 250 people since then in, like, one of the dark areas of Portland. Like, by dark, I mean there's just a lot of trauma, a lot of turmoil. Tent cities, like, were around the church when they planted. And they planted the church, and a lot of their growth has actually happened through the ministry of deliverance. Now, how many of you guys know that Jesus is our Savior? Wave your hand at me. He's the Savior of the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him we might be saved saved, right? It's incredible. He came to save sinners of whom many of us were chief. Many of us worked very hard not to get saved, yet here you are today. And if you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, you were brought to this service today to surrender all to Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. And if you don't believe it, it's too late. You're already here. Well, you know that Jesus is also our healer, amen? He is the Lord who heals us. It says in Acts 10, 38, he went about doing good and healing all those who came to him, not just some, not just those that thought they had their faith life figured out. You know, Jesus rebuked his disciples for not healing the sick, but he actually gave people faith because he is the author and perfecter of faith that didn't even know how to believe for their miracle. So I don't care if you've been prayed for a thousand times, you're going to get healed today in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. 
I've seen so many miracles. Goodness, in those meetings in Portland, there was a, a gal. She's sitting in her seat. No one even got a chance to lay hands on her. Her finger was broken and twisted and couldn't move, and it untwisted in her seat, in her row. It just went Voom. Do you remember, Olivia, when we were in uh, Sunshine Coast? Do you remember those meetings? Like, those were crazy meetings, weren't they? Those were amazing. Life just, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. That blesses me. That blesses me. We're also going to lay hands on everybody at the end of the meeting, too. I felt like they instructed me to do that. So Jesus is the healer. Say healer. healer. He heals all, but Jesus is also the deliverer. Uh, healing and deliverance are actually the same anointing. One of my mentors told me, he said, Chris, a lot of preachers, he used the term evangelist, he said a lot of preachers are, um, they move in the anointing or the power of God enough to agitate demons, but they're not patient enough to drive them out. And I was like, ooh, that hits, you know. And uh, anyway, this church in Portland, it's grown to like over 250 people through the ministry of deliverance because people get delivered and come back and bring their friends. I met kids, like they're like, I burned $1,000 worth of witchcraft items when I started going to this church seven months ago. I used to do meth with my mom as a teenager, and now they're on like leadership in the church. Like one after the other, people like, you wouldn't even know until they open their mouth and you can see certain things with teeth because they're going to get their miracle. But you wouldn't even know that they were all into fentanyl or all into this or all into that. God's really faithful to heal. But he's also faithful to deliver. Say deliver. Say Jesus is the deliverer. Isaiah chapter 61, the spirit of the Lord, as it said, is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. People are in prison because of what they did. People are captive because of what somebody did to them. The same person is the answer to both things. God is the healer. His very presence heals. Jesus is the deliverer. His very presence delivers. Jesus is the miracle worker, and Jesus is here, and he is working miracles in the house tonight. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Um, God worked a miracle uh, for my wife and I. I'm going to get back to Portland in a second. Uh, we were, uh, well, you were in labor with our son, and I was being supportive the best I could without trying to complain. <laughs> and in the midst of a really challenging situation, we needed a miracle. Uh, midwife freaks out. She gets this look on her face, and I knew she was terrified. She says, we have to go to the hospital right now. Uh, Josie lost 400 milliliters of blood in seconds before Isaac had come out. So call 911. Um, the ambulance comes. We're in the house. They load Josie up into the car. I don't even know how you did this. I mean, this is the miracle to even, I mean, I guess you just kind of went with it. But we, um, we go to the hospital. I get in the car. And thoughts are running through my head that you're not supposed to ever have. I call a friend. I actually voice memo to a friend. I said, pray right now. I knew that he'd pray because they pray five days a week for two and a half hours a day, him and his team and the Holy Ghost together in unity. He said, hey, everybody, he told his team, uh, Josie's in labor, pray. He didn't say what was going on. He said, just pray. One of the guys in his team, they're all praying in tongues. One of the guys in the team starts screaming, bleeding, stop, bleeding, stop, and sees a hand come down out of heaven and touch Josie. We get to the hospital, specialists are waiting, ER people are waiting, all this different stuff, they're waiting to bring her back. Um, they bring her back, there's nothing wrong. Is this true, hon? Is this true? Do you have anything you want to add or anything like that? You can if you want to. My wife lets me do the talking most of the time. Except at home, but that's, that's good too. 
You know, the Lord does miracles. Say miracles. You know, not everything that happens is God's will. Was it God's will that we had to go to the hospital that day? Was it God? Not everything that happens is God's will. That'll really help you a lot. So why, why are these bad things happening? Well, let's go with me. I was going to go to Acts 19, but go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I'll get to Acts in just a minute. I feel the anointing strong, praise the Lord. I get to go till 3 in the morning? How late? <laughs> two. two, okay, two. And there's no windows for anybody to fall out of that we have to raise from the dead. Praise the Lord. All right, Romans. If you don't know where it is, it's after Acts. Romans chapter 8. Verse 28, what does it say? What does it say? Somebody shout it out. Romans 8, 28. Read it out loud. Amen. Could you read it too, Miss Janet? Just different version for different people. Yeah. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. I'll do one other version. And God makes all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. What do the verses right before it say? This is important. Context is important, friends. Context is so important when you're reading the Bible. Man, I feel a strong anointing. Praise the Lord. Haven't had coffee since this morning, but it's happening. <laughs> Verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps when we're weak or in our weaknesses. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us or even through us groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Maybe all things aren't working together for good because the first two verses aren't being followed. There's something that happens when you get into prayer and intercession with the Holy Ghost. This is not what I was planning on preaching. I was in New Zealand uh, last summer. We were traveling around driving in a car to go preach places. I'm in the car with a brother. We start travailing in tongues. We start praying in the Holy Ghost. And in, this word keeps coming out of my mouth, this name Barry. So I keep saying Barry, Barry, Barry in the midst of tongues. And then we're driving and I go, Joe Lee. And he goes, there's a minister that lives off this freeway exit named Joe Lee. So he just pulls off the exit. We show up at his house. Joe Lee is meeting with like one of the nationwide, like a, a very well-known leader in that region of the world, is leaving his house at that exact moment. We have a divine appointment. Friends, you get in the flow of the Holy Ghost, you'll go from one divine appointment to the next. You get in the flow of the Holy Ghost. The flow of the Holy Ghost looks like simple steps of obedience that lead to consistent breakthrough. Say simple steps. Of obedience lead to consistent breakthrough. Say, I'm obedient. Yeah, I could probably point out who argued with me on that one. If you start talking obedience, you'll start living obedience. If you talk sin, you'll live sin. If you talk faith, you'll live faith. If you talk love, you'll live love. How are you talking? Very quiet in here, praise the Lord. Doesn't make me nervous. I was preaching in uh, Portland back there, back uh, in November. And in the meetings in Portland, there was this kid, you know, newly saved kid. He kept yelling out while I was preaching. He was like, da-da-da-da-da, da 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 yelling out while I was preaching. And eventually, I just got really agitated and annoyed. I go, 
hey, on the mic. I said, hey, I'm preaching right now, not you. And he goes, and everybody's like, he came up to me after the service, and he said, hey, Chris, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings when you did that. You know, normal response to that would be like, I'm so sorry, you know, like if you're the family member or whatever. I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, no discipline is pleasurable for the moment, but it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness when it's obeyed. As soon as I put my hand on him and said that, he goes, whoa, I just felt the presence of God. First time he ever felt the presence of God was when he's being disciplined by God. If you're without discipline, you're a reprobate. Well, my pastor's my friend, but is he your pastor too? How do you honor him? How do you value him? He didn't tell me to preach this. He hasn't said anything. He, he loves you. He's never said a negative word about anybody in here. That's important for you to recognize, though. I remember one time I had a, a I still have a spiritual father in my life. And at one point, I allowed pride into my life, thinking, wow, I'm more anointed than he is. You know what the Lord did? He rebuked me so hard. He rebuked me. Because that's just like the devil. Lift yourself. I'm the anointed one. If, if I could just get the microphone, the whole place would blow up. I know how to do church better than the pastor does. If I get the microphone, we'd lay hands on everybody. They'd all fall over. Yeah, you'd probably be pushing them over. You unanointed one, you. And the Lord rebuked me so strong. I had to go to him and repent. I said, you know, I'm so sorry. I've been just like not looking at the, you the right way. And I'm not looking, I'm not saying this for you all to come up to Jesse and line up around him. Just do it in your heart. <laughs> He's like, Chris, you left me with a line of 83 people. There's only, there's only 75 there in the service. Where'd they all come from? The Lord rebuked me. He said, I'm trying to give you something through him. I'm trying to give you grace. Say Grace. Grace is freely given, but it's also freely submitted to. Paul said, I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, the grace of God within me. So he recognized it wasn't his strength accomplishing the works that he was witnessing. It was God's strength. But what did he do? He labored in that strength. Oh, we just need to. Um, there, there is rest. I'm not, this is not a criticism to you, but I'm just hitting some stuff in the spirit. Oh, we just need to rest more. And I'm like, I want to work more. I want to work more. People are going to hell. I want to work more. I want to see more happen. reason I'm here in Southern California is because I, I saw, I was in Portland ministry, and I saw there was going to be a blizzard in the, in the Midwest. I was planning a meeting. They canceled everything in the Midwest. And I've seen God change the weather before. But I, I just kind of this, this thought, I was like, I wonder what it would look like just fly the family to uh, California for five days. So we did, and then I'm in, uh, I don't remember where I was, but I called Pastor Jesse, and he goes, you want to preach? And I'm like, yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> Great privilege to preach. And then uh, I rented out a building for tomorrow night to do another special miracle service here in, in Costa Mesa. Yeah, totally. Don't worry, I'm not going to steal everybody and make a new church down the street. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. You should come. Just make sure I don't. Just come. <laughs> If you want the details on that, it's on revivalnights.org. You can check it out. Easy to find. Revivalnights.org. But I like to redeem the time. Say redeem the time. Redeem. Acts chapter 19. Paul, Paul was constantly redeeming time. And I, I don't compare myself to Paul, but I think he's a great example of our faith, right? He wrote a large portion of the New Testament. You know, we find Paul. He's there when Stephen's martyred. So he heard the gospel. 
Jesus said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He says, who are you, Lord? He says, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks or resist the goads or resist my grace. You keep hearing my message, but you keep resisting me. What must I do, Lord? Arise, go into the city. You'll be told what you must do for you, what you must do. Ananias comes along. Ananias comes along so that Paul would receive his sight and receive the Holy Spirit. So it's possible to actually confess Jesus as Lord without having received the Holy Spirit. I was born through my mom. I was born through her, but she didn't enter into me when I was born. You were born through the Spirit. That doesn't mean that you've received the Holy Spirit. Let's keep reading the Bible. So in Acts chapter 19, Paul's working. He's working hard. He likes to talk about Jesus. It keeps getting him in trouble. And in verse 1, it says, It happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Aren't you glad that that happened to you, Pastor Jess, when we were in college? Because you, you knew Jesus. You'd met him when you were a kid. I'd met him when I was a kid, but I had no power to live holy. I had an encounter. I knew that he was real, but you can't live holy without the Holy Spirit. And holiness includes joy. I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I laughed for hours straight and spoke with other tongues. I, I don't know if I was laughing more at what was coming out of my mouth or if I was laughing because of the joy of the Lord, but it didn't matter. It was happy. I went to church, and they were like, the honeymoon's going to wear off. It's worn off. Turn to your neighbor and say, the honeymoon doesn't wear off. Some of you husbands, you've got to take that gal on a date. Me too, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo, I feel the anointing. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Did you receive? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Some have heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Most have not heard his ways or his pattern. They don't understand the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was uh, going to grab some milk uh, for my coffee one morning in Nebraska, where we've been camping out for a few years. <laughs> and uh, I was driving over there. My wife, she likes to get this milk that actually comes from a real cow. I like to get my milk from the grocery store because the grocery store milk does not taste like the outside of a cow. <laughs> Some of you guys like that cow milk. I like grocery store milk. I don't know how they make it. I do. I'm just joking. But they get it there. They put a nice box for me, and they make it half and half, and they pour it in. I pour it in my coffee. But I poured that cow milk into my coffee, and that coffee started tasting like a cow. So I got in the car, and I, I, man, I feel the anointing strong. I got in the car, and I drove to the store real quick to grab some half and half. And when I went to grab the half and half, I saw these people in their car, and you could tell they were begging, you know, in, in their car there in the Midwest. Start talking to them. The Lord starts speaking to them. Uh, too long to the whole story. Preach to them for a bit. Talk to them about the cross of Jesus. 
Talk to him about the resurrection. Talk to him about the blood. Talk to him about forgiveness of sins. Talk to him about how Jesus came in the flesh, born of a virgin, went about preaching, teaching, and healing, and that he was crucified by his own people. If we were there, we probably would have crucified him too. But he chose to lay down his life for us on that cross, went into the grave, breathing his last. Before he did, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. For in his name there is repentance and remission. There's forgiveness of sins. Say forgiveness. Friend, if you give your life to Jesus and you repent of your sins, you are already forgiven, but you receive it. And that receiving that forgiveness changes everything. You're free from the condemnation. Say free. free. So I preached him for a bit, and the woman was a believer, and I talked to the husband more, and he's crying. And I started talking to him, just like Paul was talking to this guy, about the Holy Spirit. And I taught him about how Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Say promise. If your Father has a promise for you, why wouldn't you want it? If your Father found the heavens and the earth and is all good, all knowing, and sent his Son to die for you, Jesus being the greatest gift to the world, but the Holy Spirit being the greatest gift to the church, why wouldn't you want to receive the promise? Jesus said these words to his disciples. He says, the Holy Spirit's been with you, but he will be in you. So a lot of people come to a charismatic meeting, they feel a goosebump, they even experience the power of God, but they don't submit to Jesus, they're baptizer in the Holy Spirit and fire, and they don't receive the Holy Spirit speaking with new tongues. And then when you don't know how to pray, you can pray in the Holy Ghost with new tongues, the Holy Spirit pray through you. And there's no room for those devils because you're flowing in the Holy Ghost every day. There's no room for that depression anymore. That stuff can get kicked out in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say Amen. amen. So I talked to this guy. So behind his steering wheel in his car, I'm going to talk more about this later, just some of the foundations. Behind the steering wheel in his car, he starts shaking. <laughs> Power God all over this guy, his wife weeping. Then I got my half and half and went home. <laughs> so Paul talks to these guys. He asks them in verse 3, into what then were you baptized? They said into John's baptism. What's John's baptism? John's baptism is a baptism of repentance. It's the burial of your old life. When they would come and bury their old life in the waters of Christ's death, they would actually confess their sins. They'd be like, what's dying in here? Selfishness, fear, pride, insecurity, fear of man. Whatever it might have been, immorality. I was in Northern California, I won't say where. Um, a young man got baptized, I think it was last year. Could have been the, I think it was last year, early last year. About. I think it was last year. Time melts together when you just keep doing this every single day. No matter what kind of job you have, do this every single day. I've done concrete. I've been a, my last salary job was I was a librarian. So just mind you that personality type has nothing to do with going after people for Jesus. Turn to your neighbor, say, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. So I was in Northern California, and this kid got baptized, mom got baptized in water, and then the dad was there with these glasses, and I looked at him, and I don't normally do this, I said, it's your time to get baptized. Tears starts coming down under his glasses. I won't tell you where I was, I'm covering his identity. You couldn't look it up even if you tried. You wouldn't be able to find it on web or websites or anything like that. I said, what's dying in the water? And then out of my mouth came the words, adultery and fornication. Not in front of everybody else. I said, adultery and fornication. He goes, I don't know how to get free. See, you don't come to Jesus and clean up your life. You give him the life like it is, and his blood cleanses you.
His blood cleanses you. Say blood cleanses. His blood brings remission for your sins. So the baptism into water is John's baptism. It's a repentance baptism that Jesus' disciples continued after the resurrection because now you can put faith in no longer burying your old life or repenting of your sins only. You can put your faith in the fact that Jesus has come out of the grave and you come out with him in victory. Say victory. The resurrection of Jesus is a resurrection of victory. The Christian walk is not a walk of struggle to struggle. It is a walk of victory to victory. It is a walk of faith to faith. It is a walk of glory to glory. Say glory to glory. glory. Friends, if you're struggling, bury the struggle today. Bury the struggle forever. The struggle is real. We get another shirt that says Jesus is real. We're going to take that shirt and we're going to stamp it over the other one and the words are going to change. And it's going to say the spirit life is real instead of the struggle is real. Well, didn't, didn't Paul suffer and didn't this happen? Didn't yeah, because he was out open air preaching and people kept trying to kill him and throw him in prison. If you're going to compare yourself to Paul, make sure you do it the right way. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's right, whether I like it or not. No, it's kidding. You don't have to say that. It's all right. You guys are so submissive. You guys are so, so kind. I preached at a Catholic church recently. Yes, Lord, I will. I preached at a Catholic church recently. Um, go ahead and can you guys put up, I'm going to have you put up the slide. If you can't, I'll just tell a story. But uh, put up the picture in a moment. Don't just put it up yet, but it would be the big crowd of people on their knees. But don't put it up just yet. Um, I was in the Midwest, and I was driving to a meeting, and I was on the phone with a pastor, and I'm driving to meet with another pastor. And then the Lord speaks to me. Sometimes the Lord will talk to you when you're doing other stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about? Every mom in this room knows exactly what I'm talking about because you're always doing something. Amen? The Lord spoke to me said, drive downtown. So I start arguing with the Lord in my head. I said, I, can't, I have like an hour before this meeting. If I drive downtown, it's 15 minutes back. The Lord said, drive downtown. So I'm obedient, so I drove downtown. Say, I'm obedient. So I drove downtown. I get out of my car. God says, go in that pizza place. And I'm like, gosh, if I go eat pizza right now, I'm going to want to take a nap. You can ask my wife, confession time. I'm going to want to take a nap, and it's not going to be as fun at home because I won't be as helpful. Lord says, go in the pizza place. So I go in the pizza place. I sit down. I look at a guy, no name tag on him. And when I look at him, in my spirit, I hear the name David. I said, hey, is your name David? He says, yeah. I said, bro, I don't know you from Adam. I live 35 minutes away from here. I have a message from God for you. Finish what you're doing and come and sit across from me. Did I have the message yet? No. But messengers always have a message. Say, I'm a messenger. Some of you are like, you're like, well, I don't, what if I don't have a prophetic word? I don't know. You have a more sure word of prophecy. You have Jesus Christ and him crucified, and you have the word, the Bible. You start talking about Jesus, signs and wonders will start to flow like a river. You don't have to try to make them happen. I don't have to try to be prophetic anymore. I don't have to try to heal the sick anymore. I don't have to try. Say, I'm done trying. I'm yielding. I'm getting in the flow. So David sat down across from me, and I, I looked at him, and I said, the devil's been trying to kill you for the past year, which is not a very encouraging word, not the exact type of prophetic ministry they probably teach in this local church, which is a good thing, honestly. He, his jaw drops. He goes, I developed epilepsy recently. So I talked to him about Jesus. I talked to him about, you should write this down if you're taking notes, who Jesus is. He's fully God and fully man. God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. He was born of a virgin. A couple of people argued with me on that one. He's born of a virgin. Being born of a virgin means he's the son of God. Notice that the demons would tremble at his title of son of God. 
Did you come to torment us early? He's the son of God. Say, Jesus is the son of God. There's whole faiths in the earth that, that are fine with Jesus being all kinds of things, but as soon as you say he's the son of God, they'll flip out on you. He's the son of God. What, what does that mean, he's the son of God? It means that God is his father, even though he was born through a woman. He was born of a virgin. You don't have to be Catholic to believe that. That's Christian belief. Why did he have to be born of a virgin? Because he had to have pure blood, and that pure blood had to be shed for your sins and my sins. He was in the lineage of David. He was in the lineage of the kings of Israel. He came to his own people. He matured. He humbled himself to his parents. How come you don't, I wonder what kind of miracles Jesus did when he was a kid. He didn't because the Holy Ghost hadn't fallen upon him yet, and he was submitted to his parents. He had wisdom. He could talk. If there was a need for you to hear about miracles when he was a kid, they'd be in that right there. If you think, there's all kinds of stuff people talk about these days. It's just not true at all. So Jesus submits himself to baptism. He didn't get baptized to repent of his sins. He got baptized to submit to the Father. He had no sins to confess. He just went under the water. Because baptism is also to be the beginning point for your walk of being Christ-like in the earth. And he was Jesus the Christ and will always be Jesus the Christ. He is, he was, he will always be the Christ. Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man. The Logos, the word that came into flesh. He died on the cross, number two. Why did he have to die on the cross? For our sins. Why did he have to die for your sins, friends? Because you couldn't pay the wages of your sins. The wages of sin is death. If you go to work, you get a wage. You get paid a wage, whether it's a salary or an hourly. You get paid a wage. The wages of your sins is death. Jesus entered into your death so you could enter into his life. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. Say, rose from the dead. Say, Jesus rose from the dead. He ascended to the Father, and he's seated at the right hand of God. And he's coming to rule and to judge the living and the dead. Eternal judgment is an important part of the gospel. Well, I believe everybody goes to heaven in the end, Chris. Well, number one, why did Paul going around preaching consistently call people, they used to be sons and daughters of the devil. You used to be children of, very quiet in here all of a sudden. This is important stuff. This is very important. You know, in these last days, this will be doctrines of demons that are run by seducing spirits. You'll find in coming days, There'll be more talk about aliens. There'll be more talk about all kinds of really weird stuff because we live in the last days. In 2020, God spoke to me, and I actually started talking about it in a meeting online. I said, don't be surprised if in the news media they start talking about aliens. And then I think it was like a month or two later they started talking about them more. And I don't follow any of that stuff. You shouldn't. You don't need to. You have Jesus. You have the way, the truth, and the life. But all that stuff is designed to pull people away from the truth and the centrality that Jesus was fully God and fully man, not some weird ascended being. And if you need to get delivered of that stuff, today's a good day to get delivered of it. Amen? Man, I wasn't going to tell any of this stuff. I was in Reading in Bible school. Had a very demonic visitation kind of connected with like alien stuff. 
And I said, God, what is this about? Is this of you? And he goes, what do you think? And I said, no. And he says, no, it's not. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, one of your roommates is looking up all kinds of new age stuff on the internet. So I went to him and I confronted him and he confessed it all. This is important stuff. There is a plumb line of faith. And if you get in it, you'll begin to live the way Jesus lived in the earth. You're his body. Turn to your neighbor. Say, you're his body. Say, live holy. Say, be holy. As God is holy. And you can't do that on your own. You need grace. You need mercy. But you can actually live a holy life. See, if you don't have a target to hit, you'll never hit it. But if you know that you can live holy, you'll actually live holy. It's awesome. And holiness includes joy. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy beyond all his brethren because he hated lawlessness and loved righteousness. Amen? Anyway, the guy in uh, Omaha, the baptism story, uh, the, the guy that got saved there in the restaurant, David, talked to him, led him to Christ. It took me two weeks to get this guy baptized. I have a busy schedule. I have meetings to be at. Two weeks to get this guy baptized. Calling him, texting him. Not give, my, he kept telling me, my baby mama, I can't with work. I just can't get away. He's got a baby mama. Ba- he is a baby mama. I have the mother of my child. Children, I should say. Got two now. It was, I know it's so cool when we were here in church. I was thinking about today on the way here, how my wife would be in worship, pregnant with Lily. And just, I remember crying, thanking the Lord for the gift of life and thanking the Lord for my wife. It's amazing just the, the, th- the life experiences we get to all have together. Amen? So anyway, this guy, David, uh, I had to drive down to his work. So I showed up at his work. He walked in that exact moment to pick up his check. He wasn't even working that day. I said, you can get baptized right now. He goes, oh, I, get it. I said, no, we're going to a lake right now, and we're burying your old life in Christ's death. Yeah, give the Lord a hand clap for that. That's awesome. We buried this guy. You know, if I didn't believe in divine healing and divine health, I would not have gotten in that lake. June, in the summer, algae so thick, I'm moving it out of the way. Your feet with rocks, all stuff. When he went under the water, I said, what's dying in here? I won't tell you what he told me. He told me different things. He went under the water came up out of the water, devils coming out, speaking with new tongues right there on the spot. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Say, get in the flow. So that same day, I'm down there, a guy comes up to me on the streets in downtown Omaha when I went down there the second time to get the guy baptized. And he says, are you Chris Kildosher? I said, yes, sir. He said, I've been praying to meet with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, people are praying to meet with you. It's true, because if you've got the word in you, you're the answer to their problem. I mean, I feel, I'm going to say this in the room too. There are marriages being restored in this room. There are things that, there are things that have been going on in marriages, even in the past couple weeks, that are being obliterated right now. I see the forgiveness of sins coming over people. If you see that, if you believe that, say amen. And the Lord, uh, the Lord gripped me. Um, The Lord gripped me. When I was talking to that guy, he said, Chris, I want to show you this space. I want to have meetings here. He showed me the space. He gave it to me for like 10 cents on the dollar. Remember that one time they gave a building to Jesse Skinner, and it was supposed to be $240,000 for the year, and they gave it to Jesse Skinner for free for a year, and Jesse Skinner had to pay an unsaved uh, security guard and a backslidden, like, minister's kid uh, that was the sound guy that's working at a nightclub. Why, how could you be, like, in, your dad's in the ministry and you're working at a nightclub? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, you know, he, I'm not drinking. I just work there. And I'm like, you're supporting wickedness. What are you doing? And then, do you remember that? If God did it once, do you think he can do stuff like that again? You know, sometimes God will give you the money, and other times he'll give you the space. It doesn't matter which one. I like paying for things. I like valuing people for their time. But God will do things for you supernaturally. 
You know, money's just numbers in a computer anyway that people chase after and worship it their whole lives. Work hard, work in diligence. Do the thing that God called you to do, and the hand of the diligent cannot help but prosper, according to Scripture. Say prosper. So the guy gave it to me for 10 cents on the dollar. We did a meeting down there. Catholic priest comes to the meeting. I said, if you're here and you got knee problems, stand up. Catholic priest, a bunch of other people stand up. Power God keeps throwing the Catholic priest on the ground. What do you mean the power God keeps throwing the Catholic priest on the ground? Well, if you stick your finger in an electric socket, you're going to shake a little bit. If your life gets plugged into the all-powerful love of Almighty God, something's going to give. Say something's got to give. So I said, the power of God's on you, the priest. And he's like five rows back. He gets thrown. He wasn't wearing a collar. He was just dressed normal. He gets thrown into the pews or the seats multiple times. They have pews in the Catholic church. He gets thrown in the seats multiple times. He's shaking and stuff like that. I think I said, bring that guy up here. They brought him up. Power of God fell on him again. He's shaking on the ground. God speaks to the Catholic priest and says, open the door to your church to your charismatic brethren. So we go to the Catholic church. Now this will make you jealous, and I hope it does. I hope this makes you so jealous, and I hope this spurs you to action. Godly jealousy is a good thing. Jealousy that makes you move is a good thing. It's a great thing. The Catholics knocked on doors, went door to door inviting people to church. Door to door knocking. Hey, you should come to this meeting on Friday night. There's a miracle service at St. Gerald's on Friday night. You need to come. They invited, between knocking and other stuff, 7,500 people. Six to eight hundred people showed up on a Friday night. You guys want to hear a little message, okay? Power God moved. There was a man there, deaf mute from birth, spoke and heard for the first time in his life. This is in Nebraska. This is in America, not overseas, which wherever it happens is awesome. There was a woman, she, she was like very misbehaved in the service. She was not a good Catholic. She was just sitting there, and she keeps going loudly to her friends. When's he going to pray for me? When's he going to pray for me? And I said, don't worry, Mama. You're going to get prayer. Just relax. And then at one point in the service, I said, this section, stand up right here. And I said, the power of God's going through this section. Section of people, like eight, ten people. Boom, just power of God hits them. They all fall out. Her legally blind eye. Blind. Legally blind. I don't know if she could see a little bit of Pops open when she fell out in the Holy Ghost. Friends, miracles happen when the Holy Ghost touches you. Say miracles are happening. Say I'm getting a miracle. Turn to your neighbor say I'm getting a miracle. Whether you like it or not. <sighs> Turn to your neighbor say I'm not waiting until the end of the meeting either. <sighs> you get healed right now. That stomach problem's getting healed right now. That stuff right there. Yeah, that snake thing coming off people's backs and necks right now. Get out in Jesus' name. Yeah, get off them in Jesus' name. Yeah. Anyway, I gave an altar call in the service. I said, I said real clearly, you know, and this is important. This is, if you haven't noticed, I am teaching in the midst of preaching. When you talk to people about Jesus, you talk to them what I told you to take notes on. Then you say to them, what's keeping you from surrendering your life to Jesus right now? If they say nothing, you're in a really good spot. If they think they got to clean themselves up or they start talking about this or they start, you, you talk them through it. You close the holes in the net. That's what Reinhard Bonnke would teach. You close the holes in the net so the fish can't wiggle out. Recognize this, that the gospel is the most important message you'll ever hear. I, Pastor Jesse, you talked about getting around people that make you nervous. My buddy Joe, he's younger than me, he makes me nervous. He goes to the farmer's market in Santa Cruz. We go there together and he just gets up to the farmer's market. He goes, I have a 
And everybody looks because they're like, oh, we're in Santa Cruz. He must be coming out or something right here in front of her. This is great. Hey, young man, yay, good for you, coming out. He doesn't have blue hair or anything, but something's going on with him. And they start speaking, I'm in love with Jesus Christ. He loved me. He gave his life for me. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. Friends, I want to tell you this. Your testimony doesn't save people. Jesus does. You'll find if you realize that the gospel is the most powerful message that's ever been told, that's ever been lived out by Jesus, when you start to talk about him, people will lock on. They literally won't even go away. I've watched waitresses with Joe just stare at them for like five minutes, not even move a muscle. Once you realize how powerful it is, it just, if the cure to cancer is between your lips, that's what Kathy Lee Gifford said, why can't we let it out? You have the cure to every disease, every sickness. The sickness and disease of the human heart is the gospel of God. The cure to it is the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you believe that, say amen. I gave the altar call in the Catholic Church. I said, if you're here and you want to surrender all to Jesus, you want to forsake your old life, you want to receive forgiveness of sins. Raise your hand. Hands go up all over the room. I said, run to the front. Only problem is I didn't say run. I didn't say run. Or I did say run. I'm sorry. I said run. I shouldn't have said run because Catholics are very obedient. 80-year-old men ran to the altar, weeping, dropping to their knees. Can you show those pictures for me real quick? That's an altar call in a Catholic church on a Friday night. Can you show the second one? The baptism of the Holy Ghost went through that place like a river. All these Catholics start speaking with other tongues. Friends, we are living in the last days, days of acceleration, days of harvest. Say harvest. We are living in the days where the plowman will overtake the reaper, the treader of grapes, him who soweth seed. Amos 9.13 says, what does that mean? That means that the farming cycle is be going so fast that you won't even have a chance to sow the seed before you're taking the harvest in. Say the harvest is coming after me. You know, goodness and mercy, man, I feel the anointing. Goodness and mercy coming after you includes people. It includes people. The greatest treasure in the earth, amen? What do you want me to do right now? All right, yes, Lord. I want to show you guys more. I had some videos I want to show. Um, can you show the one? Yes, uh, show the, the tent meeting. Um, it's, uh, it's a picture of me dressed up all pretty in a seat, wearing a, a free jacket and probably a $20 shirt. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, it's a, it's a picture. It's a YouTube, a YouTube one. As he's getting it loaded up, I'll, I'll see it up there. Um, I like, don't even want to use this. I just want to yell. <laughs> I'm going to do it for a little bit. Should have been here. Well, about a month and a half later, about a month later, after being in New Zealand, suddenly I'm in a tent in Toronto, and no one knows where Soloji is. 800 people there for an event called Encounter Jesus. 800 people, and it's just outside Barrie, Ontario. Whoa. We were travailing in tongues on the way to the meeting. My buddy started praying out the name Grant. A guy named Grant's in the meeting. Power God threw him into a row of chairs. Over 200 people got baptized in the Holy Ghost in those meetings. 100. 
Say quick. quick. He spoke the world into existence with a single word. Let there be light, and there was light. He speaks in form, it's done. You can get in this flow with God where it's one breakthrough under the next. No more waiting. Say no more waiting. No more waiting. Say I'm done with waiting. I'm done with waiting. The, the Bible's not about Francis Ford. The season of waiting was waiting for Jesus to come. to see the power of God move. Oh, praise the Lord. Show, show this video. This is cool. Recently in the Toronto, Canada region, and bit, the Lord Jesus did incredible miracles at an event called Encounter Jesus, of all things. Great name for an event. Uh, people healed of autism symptoms, tumors appeared, crippling conditions healed. Many, many people gave their lives to the Lord, were baptized in the Holy Spirit. One woman named Susan was there. She had fibromyalgia since she was a teenager. She was now in her mid-40s. And this is a clip of her experiencing her miracle. She stood to her feet in the meeting. No one that we could see touched her. Jesus touched her. I'll let you enjoy. <laughs> That's her dad with the arm up right there crying. Same jacket in every single video. I gotta get some more clothes. He healed my whole body. I've been in pain for so long. Then the devil tried to take me out, but I'm still freaking here, man. The devil tried to take me out, but I'm still bleepity here, man. A lot of pain in my shoulders. Turn up a little louder. Please. You're about 25? I am 48. <laughs> <laughs> Say that you, you came in with that pain. She's had pain since she was 15. How do you feel right now? I feel great. <laughs> Are you any pain you want? No pain. Come on, give me Come on. Yay! Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Come on, you can do better than that. They're doing better than that. Look at her just running around. She came in with a cane, completely ill. You know, she also won, which is in a raffle. That Johnny Depp was not in Toronto, Canada at Encounter Jesus. Unfortunately, maybe next time in Jesus' name. I'm going to tell some more here. Um, she, she got radically healed. Not only that, in a, in, a, in a raffle, like where they just like pick a number out of a thing. In a raffle, her family won an electric bicycle. Like a multi, however much those things cost. 1500 2000 I don't know how much they cost. 
What are the chances of that? Physically healed. She couldn't ride a bike before. She had a cane. All of it provided for. Incredible what God did. There was a guy there, and he sewed. He asked the farmer. He said, farmer, how much does the tent cost? Farmer said it cost two grand to do the tent. He goes, I want to I pay for the tent where all the people got saved. So he paid for the tent. It wasn't, they just had a borrowed tent. They took 2000 to set it up. He gave $2,000. Uh, I think it was in 36 hours, he gets a check for $50,000 unexpected. Wow. You sow into souls and the harvest, you can't help but reap. God won't be mocked. Whatever person sows, they'll reap. I, I am going to receive an offering at the end. I don't know if they have our giving there, but I'm not going to do it now. Um, one more video. Uh, I want to show, what should I do first, Lord? I want to show uh, New Zealand because I want to pray for all the kids. What are you doing? Um, pictures. Pictures, yeah. Show the rainbow picture. I was preaching in New Zealand over the summer. We went to a city right, right by here, about 30 minutes from here, but this was close. And uh, the one with a bunch of people in an auditorium. We went to a town of 4,000. God brought 187 adults and 40 kids together for the meeting. We saw over 40 people get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And right now a church is being planted in the wake of those meetings. Glory to God. I, uh, I went there to do two days of meetings. I had to go preach somewhere else on a Sunday morning. I go preach somewhere else on a Sunday morning. The only way I could get there was to fly on a little private plane. Like the only way to get there. So I jump on this little plane, like a little two-seater glider. We fly, we get there, I preach. The Lord's speaking to me the whole time that you need to go back to those meetings, which I'd never done before. I actually canceled. I actually asked the pastor. I said, Pastor, I'm so sorry. I know we have these meetings scheduled tomorrow. I have to be back there, I believe. I'm gonna, I, ha I said, may I please go? And he went and prayed. He was kind of like, because pastors are like, schedule and a plan and a plan and a schedule and a plan and a schedule, which is a good thing. Praise the Lord, you need a schedule. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here at 4. And if you're not here at 4 when the meeting starts, then you're off schedule. Amen? Amen. Pastor said yes. That was a rebuke to many people here. Get right tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. And, uh, I, but anyway, he released me. I went back up there. The meetings even got better those following nights. There were kids in those meetings that were baptized in the Holy Spirit speaking with new tongues. Kids 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old. They went into a trance and travail for over an hour. The holiness of God came on these kids. That's little girls there all in trances with the Lord, speaking with new tongues, weeping the power of God. You know, in this, in this move of God that we're in right now, the fear of the Lord is a great big part of it. And a lot of the church don't like it. They're okay with laughing, but they're not okay with the fear of God. But Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. Um, I want to pray for any of the kids today, too, at the end. We're going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the children. And uh, I believe they'll all, they'll all receive if they, if they sit and they hear. And for you parents, if you're like, I don't know how to do this, walk them through the verses. Let me uh, finish the here with the last few verses in Acts chapter 19. Whenever you're ready to bring them in, you can bring them in. I'll just keep, we'll be beginning to pray for the sick. So if you need to bring them in, bring them in. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. I figured you needed to bring them in. So thanks for calling me a pastor. Maybe I'll do another church here. Pastor Chris, praise the Lord. So Paul, I don't have time to preach out of Ephesians. I was going to preach a whole more message. It says they were baptized in a baptism of repentance, verse 4 of Acts 19. They believed in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6, when Paul laid his hands on them, which it doesn't have to be Paul laying his hand on you. Ananias laid hands on Paul, and Ananias was not a prophet or an apostle. He was a saint. 
Isn't that awesome? The Holy Spirit came upon them, and what happened? What does it say in Acts 19, verse 6? What happened when Paul laid his hands on them? The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they what? They spoke with tongues and prophesied. Not or, and. In the Old Testament, Saul, the other, the other Saul, he prophesied in the midst of the prophets, but was full of bitterness, full of the devil trying to kill David. Prophecy happened all throughout the Old Covenant, but tongues are unique to our time period. Go with me to Isaiah 28. I won't keep you all night. Isaiah 28. I mean, the service is really long. Get ready for when they're 15 hours long and you don't even want to go to the bathroom. Isaiah 28, verse 11. Through stammering lips and a new tongue, God will speak to his people. And this is the refreshing, and this is the rest, which will cause the weary rest. I just feel so worn out, Chris. Do you pray in tongues? This is the rest. This is the refreshing. The promise of the Father included tongues. That was not my plan. That was God's plan. That was Bible. Why have the Holy Ghost, Chris? Does the Holy Ghost have you? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, I desire, I plan to, I purpose to all of you speak with other tongues. But I thought not everybody speaks with other tongues, Chris. No, not everybody stands up in a meeting and gives a message in tongues, which you got to interpret. Rofa elethrite er Christo sambratie. Rafa shem, shem, shem. Eshma, 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 eshma. Ishma tova yeshamaya. My healing power is here, says the Lord. You have nothing to fear. My nearness is close to you. My presence. Don't be afraid anymore. Allow my fire to consume the old things and the old ways today, says the Lord. So if you, give a, if you speak in tongues in the service, you've got to interpret the tongue. But if you pray in tongues, you're praying in tongues. They're two different things. Paul said, I will pray in the spirit. I'll pray with the understanding. I'll sing in the spirit. I'll sing with the understanding. We're going to give a call for that in a minute. But here, um, last video for healing. Uh, do we want me to show it, Lord? Okay, yes, I will. Um, the one where it's like zoomed out really far, it's a YouTube video. I sent that one, I believe. If I didn't, it's okay. Girl stood up in a meeting. Yeah, I think he'll show it. I'll know if it's up there. I said, if you have metal in your body, stand up. Girl stood up in the meeting. This is her testimony. You got it? But it's, it's got a time stamp on it. The bar is right at the right spot. You guys are doing great. This is all sprung on them like two hours ago, so get mad at me. Don't, don't get mad at them. It's just worth watching. And then we're going to watch a bunch of miracles happen. Some have already happened. And then we're going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And if you get done before the meeting gets done, that's okay. I don't know what time they kick them out. But I want to lay hands on everybody here. And I'll lay hands for whether you're receiving the Holy Ghost, speak with new tongues, or you're hungry to see the move of God. I'm going to come alongside what the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. Pray over you. We're going to move quick. Power God's going to throw people on the ground and shake and bake in the glory of God. Kids are going to get touched by the power of God, by God's grace and God's mercy. We're going to see amazing things happen. This is, this is an amazing uh, testimony, though, when they get it up. All right, that's perfect. Good job. Thank you, team. Give them a hand clap. Honor them. Let me, let me share this, actually, because this is crazy. 
I wake up on a Friday morning. I said, God, redeem my weekend. I want to do more work for you this weekend. I get a phone call two hours later. This famous person or whoever is canceled for a conference and the other conference, they have no, no speakers for this event, which I only do free events. I don't do events where you have to pay to get in. I fly to Michigan that night, show up, and then this is what happens. Go ahead. Um, this girl to come up. I want that girl to come up. And I want the girl that had the thing disappear out of her throat to come up. Come on up here. Just raise the volume a bit if yeah, you can. Fine. As much as you can. Just turn me down if you need to. I'm going to start with you crying. What's your name? I need somebody to come up here behind them because the power of God's really strong. What's your name, hon? Emily. Emily. What was going on with you? Um, I was in a really bad car accident with my twin sister and the driver. And I was in the front passenger and put my my left hand over to keep my sister from going through the windshield. She tried to help her and sister from going up. through the windshield. And my hand was in shambles, and I broke six bones. Broke six bones? In my hand, and I have had uh, 20 screws, a plate, two sunken in knuckles, and nerve damage. And I, um, I lost my um, career as a hairstylist, but God has brought so much more beauty into my life. I met my husband that night. What just happened to you? What's going on? I have a huge plate connecting my hand to my wrist, and I couldn't, I couldn't bend my wrist. How far could you bend it before? I had about uh, 60% mobility, so if this is normal, I could only about go like this. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap and a shout of praise. Stand to your feet, give the Lord a clap, offering a praise. Yeah. Lift up a shout Leave in the house of God this afternoon. Yeah, praise be to God. Come on. Praise be to God. Hey. Lift your hands up, hon. Just lift your hands to heaven. As you do, the fire God's falling on you completely. Every issue that's embedded. There it goes right there. That's power God going through you, hon. Every physical issue you've had, even your ankle, every physical issue is being healed right now. You will never have these problems again. Take that anointing, hon. That's power God on you. Take that anointing. Is that her husband? Okay, good, because he's catching her the wrong way. Just help her down to the ground. Come on, give the, the Lord a hand clap of praise. This is powerful. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I was like, come on. That is the worst train catcher I have ever yeah, seen give the Lord a big in my hand clap. Big hand clap. Yep. That husband was getting a little bit uh, excited too early in the day. Praise the Lord. The Lord's ready to touch you in the right kind of way. The power of God's going to touch people in this room. If you're, you have limited mobility in your body, raise your hand right now. Any form of limited mobility. I got him one hand back there. I feel fire on my neck so strong. So any type of issues with that, put your hand up right now. Thank you, Lord. There's also any type of medical, metal or surgically implanted material that you don't want anymore. You'd say, well, I need it, Chris. You don't need it if God puts something new in there. Remember, Becca, when we were, I think you were there in Colorado. There's a woman stood up with a hip problem. Colorado Springs, right? She stood up. Becca goes to Colorado Springs sometimes. She just goes to different meetings all over the place. I don't know where you live, but praise the Lord. This is a good place too. Power God came on this woman. She had metal in her hip. She goes, I have metal in my hip. I said, not anymore in Jesus' name. And she goes like, oh my goodness, what just happened to me? All the pain left her in front of everybody. All the pain left her. She went back to her homeopathic doctor, whatever that is. They did a scan on her. They can't find her the metal anymore. Anyone in this room that you raised your hand or you wanted to, stand to your feet. 
You could, you could stand if you want to, but God will get you while you're sitting too, amen. Stand your feet right now. Anyone that raised their hand already, you raised your hand for healing. Neck, pro, neck stuff, back stuff, hip stuff, mobility stuff, metal in your body, plates in your body, plastic in your body, tumors. There's a woman with a tumor. It's not non-cancerous tumor in your right breast. It's gone already in Jesus' name. If you start to try to find it, you won't find it anymore. It's right in your armpit, in your breast, like back in here. You won't find it. It's gone already. Lift your hands to heaven if you're standing. You don't have to do anything to get healed. God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. Or if you're sitting and you want to get healed, you can lift your hands too. You don't have to do anything. God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. You know, I watched a woman with motor neuron disease, unable to walk, unable to talk, just like two and a half years ago. She spoke for the first time her grandson's name. She ran up and down a staircase after receiving prayer in a meeting just like this. She got saved, baptized in water, and baptized in the Holy Ghost. God's the miracle worker. He's here. Stretch your hands towards these guys that are standing. If you're standing, you don't need to do anything to get healed right now. Just pretend like you're eating your favorite food that you're not allowed to eat because you're on a fast. All right? Just relax. Relax. You know, Jesse, could you strum or somebody? Yeah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be healed right now all over this room. Be healed right now. Woman in the green, I'm pointing at you right now. Look at me, woman in the green. Your lower back, you're getting three brand new vertebrae. You're getting brand, there it is, the power of God on you. Woo, that's an anointing. My goodness. That is, the anointing of God just fell on you, daughter. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'll leave her there for a minute, but I'm going to start pulling people out. People are going to get laid out in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, power going through bodies right now. God doesn't love anybody else more than you. He loves you. Be healed in Jesus' name. If you're standing, say, Father, you love me. And receive your healing right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Just gentle, Pastor, if you don't mind. Do it now. Check those knees. I command infirmity to go. Check that back. Check that hip. Check that shoulder. That shoulder was just healed. Check that chest stuff. That chest stuff just left you. Check that thing in your hip. It's gone. Check that foot problem. It's healed in Jesus' name. Do it right now. I curse every disease under the sound of my voice. I curse every infirmity to get out of bodies. Headaches go too in Jesus' name. I command those. Uh, there's someone here. It's your tailbone. I believe you're right. There's a tailbone. It was just healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name right now. Power God just moving through this entire place. Be healed right now. Be healed right now. That left knee was just healed. Your headache's gone? Amen. Thank you, Lord. I wish we would have gotten it earlier. Thank you, Jesus. Headache just left. Thank you, Lord. Move your neck, move your hips, move your back. Do what you couldn't do before. Take 20, 30 seconds and do what you couldn't do before. Try to find the pain. If the pain's already gone, the immobility's gone. Oh, Olivia, the Lord healed you. If the pain's gone, the immobility's already gone. As soon as you find it's gone, wave both hands over your head for a full minute. Start to right now. Wave both hands over your head as soon as it's gone. If you felt the power of God in the area of your knee or the pain mobility's gone, begin to wave both hands over your head. Look at these hands all over the room. Keep waving them. Don't, don't stop waving if you're already waving. Power of God's all over you, Olivia. I can see the power of God all over you. I didn't know you needed that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This gal right here in the back row, the Lord's touching you right now. Just lift your hands up to heaven. Be healed all the way, hon. Be healed all the way, hon. Be healed all the way. Yeah, there's like a, there's a Kara or something like that being healed in the room too. Father, I bless her in Jesus' name. I bless that girl in Jesus' name. Bring that, bring that drunk woman over here in the green shirt. Power God's all over here. Yeah, bring her out here. Bring her up to the front. Power God's on her. It's getting stronger. Sing, it's getting stronger. Lift your hands up. Somebody get behind her. Somebody get behind her. Quick, quick. What are you guys doing? You guys not work? 
You're all the way over there. Go back. <laughs> Just take that anointing. What are you guys doing? Get behind her. Get behind her. I mean, if she falls over by herself, the Lord knocks her. She won't get hurt. But the power of God's real. Just take that anointing, hon. Just take that anointing. It's getting strong. Getting stronger. Sing it. It's getting stronger. The anointing. It's getting stronger. Your love is here and strong. Your love is getting stronger. You know, you don't get God to show up to your meeting. You show up to his. Yeah, that's it, hon. That's it. Take that anointing, hon. That's the power of God on you. You've been working out, haven't you? Let's come up behind this guy. That wasn't a word of knowledge. He's my friend. Lift your hands up, bro. Put one hand on where your liver and your kidneys and I'll put you in the front. There you're. Yep. Brand new pancreas in Jesus' name. That's the power of God just going into you. You didn't mention the digestion, but you're getting that one too. Free one right now. Freebie. Freebie. You didn't mention something with the feet as well. In Jesus' name, get the freebie. Power of God's moving. Yeah, power of God's all over you. Lift your hands up. Just lift your hand. Fresh in Jesus' name. Fresh, just take that anointing, hun. Take that. There it is. That's there. Wow, that's a strong anointing falling on her. Hallelujah. That is strong anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The God of the redeemed. Hallelujah. Sing it. You've opened blinded eyes to see. We will praise you. One more time, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're the God. You're the God of the redeemed. Hallelujah. You've opened. You've opened blinded eyes to see. We will praise you. You're the wonder. You're the wonder working God. Hallelujah. Anyone else that needs a healing miracle, put your hand where you need it right now. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed right now. In Jesus' name, be healed of every oppression. Be delivered of every sickness. Autoimmune disease, I curse you in Jesus' name. Be set free right now. Be set free right now. Be set free right now. Every infirmity, get out of the body. Cancer, I curse you right now. Get out of the body right now. Get out of the body right now. If you're able to check, if you're able to check right now, do what you couldn't do before. Move around. Do what you couldn't do before. If the pain's gone, the tumor's gone, whatever, or you felt the power of God in the area of your knee, the woman with the issue of blood, she felt 
that she was healed. She didn't check below her garments to see if the bleeding had stopped. She felt within herself that she was healed. If the power of God went through your body in the area of your need, or the pain or discomfort's gone, wave both hands over your head really big again for a minute, either the first time or the second time. Look at this all over the room. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. What did the Lord do for you? Where was it? Yeah, it would hurt, like, if I like, went like this. Wow. How long have you been hurting when you go like that for? Uh, like, months. Months of pain in your back is gone. When you go, it's not there anymore? No. Did I pay you $100 to do this? No. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. That's awesome. You guys can all sit. You guys can all sit. Just keep receiving. Keep strumming, if you don't mind. Man, there's an anointing here. Ankles were just healed. I don't know where you're at, but ankles were just healed in Jesus. Someone's hand was just healed in Jesus. Skin, there's something with skin on the back, and the, it's like a, a patch on your back. It's like the Lord. That was just healed. If you go to the bathroom, you'll feel it's different. The pain's not there. That skin disease or whatever's gone. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed. Hallelujah. Let's sing that one more time. Hallelujah. You're the God. You are the God of the redeemed. Hallelujah, you open, you open blinded eyes to see, we will praise you, you're the everlasting light, hallelujah, death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silenced the boast of sin and the heavens are roaring the praise of your glory for you are raised to life again you have no rival you have no rival you have no equal now and forever God Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful, what a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, Mark. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Friend, if you're here, and maybe like a child, you've been running the wrong way. Your Lord and your Father, your King's here, and the Lord Jesus is here, and He wants to live in you and be with you forever, and He wants to walk with you and talk with you. He wants you to feel his hand on your shoulder. And if you'd say,